like you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the Tenoa route. Hot to the portal and got no fight. The lights knocked them out. Bow. I'm so fighting style. Bow. You will see he tapped out. Bow. We win. We get crowned. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. So welcome to SUYL. This is uh, this is Elias, and then I also got my family member, Sean Pell. Sean Pell's here, and uh, we're gonna talk about uh, some uh, like sports pop culture stuff is more than yeah, anything yeah, else. Yeah. So like we don't really touch on sports too much in this podcast, like uh, in this, like on SUYL. But it's kind of cool because like I have jujitsu. I've had a jujitsu fighter on here, like uh, uh, my buddy. And my business partner Josh, he loves UFC. So like, there's little, there's elements of sports that are like important to the podcast and stuff like that. Can you get that out of the way? Okay. And so like, uh, so there's like elements of sports that are like important to like the whole thing. That's uh, that's like er, like monkey mouths podcasting kind of thing. So we're excited about it. So we're not gonna start off with sports. We're actually gonna start off with. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, so he's a trash human, but he's but he's like he, he garners a lot of favor with like incels and like MGTOWs. So you know what MGTOWs and incels are, right? It sounds like yeah, incels. So, <laughs> like, okay, so incels are involuntary celibate pe- men, you know. So it's like people who are who aren't getting sex, but it's not their choice. Like they and they oh, blame uh, women yeah, for yeah. a lot of their problems, yeah. right? And then MGTOWs, I think, stand for men going their own way. And it seems to be the same men who are incels are, in, are MGTOWs. Uh, I have heard that some MGTOWs do garner some favor with, like, I guess, mainstream men because they fight for rights in, like, courtrooms and stuff like that for fathers who are trying to get, like, custody of their kids. It doesn't make it right. It's just, like, they're, you know, a broken clock's, like, right twice a, twice a day. So, like... The real issue that we were gonna come across is is that they canceled Andrew Tate, which like there's it's 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 a double edged sword for me, right? And you agree? I agree. Uh, he's an idiot. Well, he's <laughs> an idiot. It's like a double edged sword, right? Because like okay, you can't like you you hide you hide these things, you sweep them under the rug, and it only festers. You hey, know? in today's culture, yeah, you can't talk about beating women up and all oh, just do whatever I say. Yeah. You gotta take it. Yeah, that man, women ain't going for that nowadays. Yeah, I mean, so, but it's just like you can't hide these things either. Yeah, you kind of have to like shine light on it, and also you have to tell like uh, like three or four of our podcasts when it was like me and some other people. Like it was like one of them was just like me and Josh, and we were trying to talk about like the whole thing with like with I wouldn't say like low value males, but just like trying like doing your hardest to not get red pilled. I mean, it seems like so you're 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 married, newly oh, married. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got kids. Oh you know, yeah. You're you're now part of my family. Uh, but it seems like men, like your age, which you're 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 younger than me, but you, men men your your age and men my age seem to be getting out of the dating game, and they seem to be blaming women for it instead of fixing themselves. I, right. I feel like, especially my age range, there's a confusion between. Being a simp mm-hmm. and oh man, respecting women is lame and all. Like bro, back in the day, you know when men were men, 
Yeah. You know, you took care of your family. It that's all you really lived for. That was the cool thing to do. I think that there's this confusion for when when people say when men were men. It's that same thing of like the good old days, right? Yeah. There's no such thing, right? Yeah. There's no such thing as the good old days because it's always it's always subjugating. Something. Yeah. There there's there's little ugly things within everything. Yeah. Right. Like you know the base frame of oh, you know you find you a good lady or man or whatever mm-hmm. you give you some kids and you just live a happy life together you know help each other out well i th- i think that these men are confused with healthy relationships and mothers yeah right like they like they want this like they want this like magic thing that's going to fix them but i'm sorry man you smell like ass you you don't like you don't take particularly good care of yourself you're not hygienic you're not and and everything is their fault well, I'm not hygienic because women have done that. I'm not like I don't. Look, I don't. I don't. I don't have a good enough job because of X. I don't have a. I'm not getting women because of you know, Y. <laughs> so to me, it's like they're not. They none of them really take responsibility for themselves. And one thing that I can like I can even say like when you listen to Andrew Tate, a lot of it is like, well, you know, it it seems to be like he. There's this really okay. So there's this there's this interesting thing, right? I was listening to this woman on TikTok talk about like Megan Thee Stallion and um, uh, Cardi B and some other like female rappers talking about how they tell women to get the bag and stay single, right? But they're married with kids, or they have men, or they're in long-term relationships. So it seems like they have their they have particularly Andrew Tate's. What? In their community well, too. The way I see it as they're not speaking, they're not speaking for thirty-year-old women, forty-year-old women. They're speaking for young girls yeah. that are in college, yeah. that are in high school, that are living I that know, lifestyle. Man, because I mean, like that music translates across the board. Oh yeah, that's like fu- that's like futures. Yeah. Future ain't drunk lean in years. Yeah. Still talk about it because yeah. you know that's what they want to hear. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, I, the woman seemed to be about past 25 and she's oh, talking yeah. about like how Megan the style well she I think she said Cardi B because like Cardi B is always about, always about like get your bag oh, you know yeah. men ain't shit and then there, she's out here with, with uh, her her boyfriend oh yeah Offset Offset thank you she, he's out there with, with Offset you know living a somewhat conventional life you know n- not really chasing the bag but, she's already got it that's a lot I think that's yeah. more than 50% of rappers Give off that illusion of the lifestyle they used to live. Yeah. Maybe not per se where they are right now yeah. in the current time. Well, like I mean, so even let's let's talk about like uh, what's his name? Like, uh, it, uh, God dang it! I'm trying to think. Of, what's it? It's uh, Beyonce and. Oh, Jay-Z. So, like, Jay-Z was completely honest about it, right? Like, he doesn't lie about it, per se. Because he's like, no, I made my nut, and I got out. Now, he can reminisce about it in some music videos, like one that I don't exactly want to say the word. But, like, he can reminisce about it and be like, oh, I should have taken this money that I got from the streets and rolled it into buying certain parts of New York City. Then I would have made, instead of a million... I could have made a hundred million instead of a hundred million. I could have invested in art and made two hundred million. So he's kind of like this person who doesn't 
relish in the fact that he came from slinging, you know, drugs and being, you know, living on the living on the other side of, you know, the, you know, I guess what I would say is the right side. But honestly, I think for these people, it was where they where they needed to be at the time to get where they are now, right? Oh yeah. So, you can listen to stuff like that. But what I'm trying to say is like, that you hear a lot of condemnation about Andrew Tate, which he completely deserves. But you also get like Cardi B saying, "Who she drugged women? She drugged men yeah, and took, the, took their wallets." Yeah. And like, so and she is kind of uncancelable, to a sense where like she's she's an industry, you know. Andrew Tate was trying to get to that, but in essence, he's not important enough. Like he doesn't garner the same Car- favor. Cardi B fans, yeah, they have money. Yeah, they're grown ups. Yeah, Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate fans are. Kids, yeah. like they really have no power. Like, yeah. oh, it's cool because you know, oh, he has a Bugatti yeah. and he has guns and yeah. all that. Well, it's it's definitely like it's a it's a it's a false sense of like importance, right? Yeah, like, he's not important in the United States. He had to move. That, that's why. You know, <laughs> he's not important in the United States. He had, he's important in like uh, what is it like Romania? Romania, and he's built up garner and favor over there, and like talks about. The things over here and how he couldn't, you know, he, he couldn't make it, couldn't hustle here. But there's so many people that, that have hustled here that were that were in similar, you or know, worse background, worse, yeah, than he was, you know. So to me, it's just like I just feel like when you cancel someone, you're gonna get that Trump effect, yeah. right? You're gonna get yeah. that 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 it's gonna become more alluring. More more people are gonna want to know about they, Andrew Tate. They won't stop it. Yeah, he can just go to a different platform. Well, I mean, even though it won't stop it, like they got, they've got young men, like let's say fifteen to like twenty, who are just consistently sharing it on TikTok, and it's just like now it's a game of whack a mole. Like you're never gonna be able to stop it, right? You're never gonna be able his, to. His philosophy uh, and yeah, teaching have already, they're never, already out. Yeah, you're never gonna be able to. Uh, yeah, so you're never gonna be able to stop it because like now you're playing a game of whack a mole, right? So yeah. you're playing a game of like. Where's the, where is Andrew Tate going to show up next? And it's not even going to be him. It's going to be, like, a bot service run through, like, you know, a dead email account that some person the, made up. The only thing that will kind of counterbalance an Andrew Tate yeah. type philosophy is if a Jay-Z, yeah. an Offset, someone with real star power really did kind of pull back the curtains yeah. to their real life. Like, hey, man, I was out here. You know, I had to win. I had to win. I had to drugs. Yeah. But when I settled down with one woman, you know, she got me where I needed to be and yeah. kept me there. Like, well, it, it also doesn't, I mean, I'm not particularly hating on anyone per se, but it also, there's a, there's a, there's, I don't know, because like this stuff is so prevalent on like the, in like the, the YouTube and like algorithm. It really does get frustrating because like you, you don't have, like you're, you're flicking through like, like Facebook algorithm, like videos or YouTube videos and you're consistently running into this like misogynistic. Um, what is it like misogynistic videos and there's this one woman and she seems to be kind of like I don't know, she's like this like pale pale like white woman who's like telling women that she's like giving statistics and basically saying like the more women that the more women that you sleep with the less likely you're going to be able to settle down and you know she's just basically going on about certain things that I guess she's learned in classes and stuff that she's taken but she's also getting, she's getting that same kind of like value as like Andrew Tate 
and we were talking about we were talking about Kevin Samuels, and you actually like Kevin Samuels. Like I wouldn't say you like him, but you you Kevin Samuels. He's more on the right vein. Like he, I feel like he more rough about his message. Like he has a good well, message, but he goes about in a rough way. You know, you know, R.I.P. Kevin Samuels. He has some good stuff. Like you know, certain women they hold us up to a higher pedestal. Than but who's in the real that, world right? they should be, and that's that's social media, you know. Well, it's not just social media; it's also it's also the men that garner favor to women because, like I said, and I've said it in previous podcasts, when men particularly think that sex is this like end all be all of women, yeah, they don't know the the small nuances of how important it is to just spend or, a day, or even the the men that mostly say, "Oh, sex is everything." They're buying it. Yeah. And that's how you get the famous Instagram well, girls that get to go to Dubai and all that. Kevin Samuels, you know, he used to preach a message, you know, these girls yeah, that want that. I mean, he bought women, Oh, too. yeah. He, he used to preach, you know, these girls that want to go to Dubai and want a man to make 100000 He got to sell dope. He got to do all this yeah. and kind of fund me. He was like, hey, ain't nothing wrong with the 9 to 5, man. Y'all kind of getting them lost in the sauce on, you know, what – What's an obtainable thing? You know, if you run across a millionaire type man, you know, that's good for you. But don't downgrade the brother that's just, you know, doing, you know, the average American dream. Yeah. Well, that's but that's what I'm trying to say is that, like, I think when it comes to it, these certain men, not all men, because yeah. you're married. Yeah. You have a family. Yeah. But some men in your age range, and the worst part is even in my age range, I'm 35. And we have these lost men who think that sex is the end-all, be-all. But at the end of the day, it's going to the grocery store. It's, it's splitting responsibilities. It's just sitting down, you know, watching TV. And you have someone like like Andrew Tate who takes the little things and makes them seem disgusting, beneath him, yeah. right? He's like, well, no, I want to smoke cigars and fuck bitches. And then I think that there's, there's this lost, there's like... Men, you'll hear men will like, I want women to be women again, and I just want them to be feminine, or I just want this, or I just want that. But in the same breath, they're like, man, all, you know, all these women are good for for sex, and it's just like, well, you, you're now you're losing the sauce again. Yeah, you got, you got, you got to have the, you got to have that same, you got that same energy for yourself. You know, if you want your woman to clean and cook and all that, or are you cooking and cleaning, or yeah. if you were, if she were you were, yeah, you tired at the work? Why she can't be tired at yeah. the work? Yeah, and and there was uh, me like I watched that Married at First Sight, right? It's like a television show on TLC, which no longer has anything to do with the Learning Channel. It's just a bunch of like weird shows, horrible like (laughs) reality-based television. There was this like there was these two couples, and well, there was this couple, and he was like this, you know, attractive-looking black guy, right? And he was with I think an attract like a very attractive young lady, right? And they were both very good looking people and he's like he he tells her i want you to cook for me i want you to like i want food when i get get home from work or when i get off work i want all this i want all that and it was all i want i want and not about like but what can we do together like what can i do like and so one of them was like one of them she was working from home and so he's like well i don't understand like why you're so like what like you can't you you know i want the house clean and you, it's not like you're doing anything. And then it was like, well, no, she's working. Like, even if you feel like a, like she's not doing anything because she's working from home, she still has to clock in, 
It's still a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Even if it's sitting in front of a computer, even if it's not exactly what you would consider. Like, I mean, there's so many jobs that are that are not manual labor anymore, even for a lot of men. Right? Yeah. So it's just like if this is a manual labor and this is labor intensive. Like what I do here, when you're when you leave, I'll be in here for three hours editing, cutting, uh, putting music on it, you know, uploading it to, to YouTube and it damn that sounds like such a such a like bitch made right everybody can't do it yeah but it sounds bitch made because you're just like oh man look at this kid he's complaining and hey, he's doing all this hey, stuff right hey my favorite thing hey let's see your ass do it then yeah, exactly. if it's so easy well, it's- you know, there's a funny thing that I listen to like I keep referring to things that I've heard but that's where you get like the information that you can you can refer on right and it was it was I think it was Florida Georgia line or it was one of those bro country guys right and so it might have actually not even been them I think it was uh um it was, uh, they sing like, they're like, re- they were real popular back in the day. And I don't think they're together. Rascal Flats. It might have been Rascal Flats. And so they're remarking on how everybody hates bro country, right? Everybody hates bro country. And it's just about trucks and women and beer. And the guy's like, and the guy's, so everybody's like, oh man, it'd be so easy to write a summer song. And that guy's like, well, then do it. If you want to bitch about country, if you want to bitch about bro country, and you think you can write the song, and you think you can make $100 million, then do it. Then do it. And I think even uh, what's that? That one guy, man, I love. I used to hate him. I used to think that he was a joke. I used to hate Lil Yachty, right? I hated Lil Yachty. Couldn't understand it. Couldn't get behind Lil Yachty. I thought he was a joke. And then I'm listening to like when he's on the boat and he's singing that song on uh, him on the on the boat in the ocean, and I was like, is this a joke? But I ended up falling in love with Lil Yachty because he came at a uh, he came at that one guy who, uh, you know, who I'm talking about. He's like. Um, he made like one hit. He's always hating on, on uh. What Lil Yachty got got personality. Yeah, well, yeah. got per- I can't think of this guy's name, but he he's always he has like one hit. He got he said something. They said something about him being into dogs or something. It was like real crazy <laughs> shit. You know who I'm talking about? Man, I ain't even heard of that. Yeah, you know who I'm talking. You don't know who I'm talking about? Like he okay, well he did he, he did a he did an interview with this guy right, and he's like. I just don't like he's telling Yachty, I just don't understand why you're always happy. You're always smiling. Why are you always happy? Like something's gotta make you sad. And Lil Yachty's like, I just bought my mom a house. And he might. Yeah. He's like, I just bought my mom a house. Like, what do I have to be sad about? And and he's like, Well, I think it's a I think it's it's a it's a front. I think that you're like you you they have to be sad about something. He's like, How old are you? I'm twenty two. He's like, I'm twenty I'm, I'm at the time. I'm, I'm twenty two and like, I'm, I'm a multimillionaire. He's like, yeah, I'm you know, he's like I'm I think it was like nineteen at the time. He's like, I'm nineteen, yeah, he, I done bought my mom a house. He's like, I've already done all the things that you're supposed to do for your for your family at nineteen. He's like, So what am I what do I have to be sad about? And why do you want me to be sad? Because like, he, because he never reached the success Lil Yachty did, so he just hating on Exactly, right? And that's the same thing, right? So like Sad men are, are are mad because you reach success. Like I'm sure there's there's people that, and no offense to you, Sean Pell. I'm sure there's plenty of men out there who hate oh. Sean Pell because they got they got April and they got the life and they. I'm sorry, I didn't no. mean to say. I didn't mean to say. Oh no, you good? Yeah, hey. but they got they got our. You know, they got you got the life and you got the kids and you got the you got the you got the American dream. And I'm sure there's plenty of men out there who are like, no, I don't want that. The, the way I best break it down to my friends, you know, my friends, they're still in their stage. You know, you can go out, you can party, you can go to the club. Y'all get to where I'm at later on. Yeah. Like, the, we're on the same path. Like, yeah. I know y'all eventually, y'all have a wife, y'all have kids. Y'all just haven't reached that level yet. I, when I found the one, yeah. 
Yeah. I want the kids. I have them. I'm cool. I'm 30, 40. I would have already raised my kids. They'll be going off. Yeah. Then we got a whole back end of when we really have success yeah. and are really set on where we need to be. Well, there's this. Th- I told my my call like my business partner about this, and and it's a, it's it's like it's definitely some good advice if you're gonna take this advice. And it was just like you had this man on the on the beach, right? And he's catching one fish a day, and he's feeding his wife and kids, right? And this this rich guy comes across him, and he goes, "Dude, why are you only catching one fish a day?" He's like, "You go out there, you catch like, you know, 20, 30 fish." He goes, "You sell those fish on the market." He goes, "You go out, you get yourself a boat." He goes, "Then you catch more fish. Then you go out, you get another boat. You sell, you get more fish." He goes, "Then you go out and you get a fleet of boats." He goes, "And then you're catching all the." He goes, "You're catching a bunch of fish." He goes, "Then." He goes, you, he goes, you sell that business on the, the stock market, you become public. He goes, and then you can retire on the beach. He goes, and you can, he goes, you can sit down with your family. And the guy's saying, I'm already sitting down with my family, and I just got one fish. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, we're both, we're both, like you said, we're both, both heading in the same direction. You're just taking a longer path. Like, you're eventually going to be able to sit on the beach with your family. I'm already here. And it just took one fish. That's Dang. it. That's a whole lot better when I, when you forty some years old. Yeah. Y'all, you can go you can go on a cruise. Yeah. My kids grown. You yeah. still gonna be going taking your kids to elementary school. Still gotta go don't, through don't that whole phase. Because I'm thirty five and yeah, I don't you, have, it's 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 cutting it close for me. I mean, men can have kids whenever, but I gotta have, I gotta find like if I'm gonna stick with somebody in my age range with my same yeah. like I wouldn't say my my same maturity level because I'm pretty immature, but my same like life level, like I gotta. I gotta find someone, thirty to forty-five. You know. Hey, just when you look, when you looking. Yeah. Don't just look for looks, cause eventually well, everybody so, get old. The well, looks I'm fade not really away. All of, I'm not, no. So like to me, it ain't about looks. Like yeah. I, I don't really care either way about like we're we're all we're all tap that shallow. I ain't gonna lie. Like looks are important to everybody, but to say like that's the end all be all. What's important to me is uh. So that's why I like. So that's why I like. Like it sounds kind of crazy, but I'm looking for the opposite. I'm looking for the same thing, but in a woman. So I'm looking for what April found in you, which was someone who just fits in. Like everyone, like at the end of the day, you just fit in, and it's a good yeah. thing, right? So like you fit in. You, you when Easter rolls around or when Christmas rolls around, it's just so easy. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing with my brother-in-law. When my when, when my brother-in-law rolled through. It's so easy. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that so that when, when holidays roll around, it's just easy. I'm talking about they can just like they can come in and people are excited for that person to be in the room. When Champelle's here, I enjoy talking to you. It's it's yeah. it's fun. You know, it's mm-hmm. fun. It's 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 a good time. I know that when Champelle enters the room or when, you know, my brother in law enters the room, like I'm a, I'm gonna get hugs, we're gonna talk about the day, we're gonna spread we're gonna spread nothing but love. And I don't want somebody who's gonna come in and just be like, you know, knocking shit over like that, a cat. That's a ve- that's a very important dynamic. Yeah. When you find that somebody, make sure your families at least get along. Yeah, and it they don't have to love each, each other. other. Yeah. They just got they at least got to get along. Yeah, and that's important too, right? Because I think a lot of people are like, well, I, you know, that it, it's like it, it has to end with everybody get you know loving like everybody that you know, but you can you can at least you don't it doesn't have to be perfect. Worst thing you could do is tear somebody away from their family. Yeah. Unless yeah. their family's just trash and no good. Unless, well, unless but, you're trying to build your own family, right? Yeah. Unless yeah. at the end of the day that family that family dynamic never worked for y'all and now 
you're the you're the you're the start of something better and something new. Yeah. You know, like what I can say about, you know, certain families like certain families are built off of the you know are built off of that that generation that starts to that that day. You know, yeah. so like if you're not particularly good with your family. Not particularly good with the with the situation you're in. You can be that 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 change that people want, or people are going to be happy with. You can teach your kids to be better. You know, teach your son to be a better man. Teach your daughter to be, you know, a stronger woman, or you know, you know, not following the same. That, that's how you get them Andrew yeah. Tate's and them yeah, IG exactly, girls right? on. It all starts at home. Yeah, and I think that, and I think that's the problem though too, right? Is that there's so many. It's it, it, with anything like we grew, like you grew up inundated with, with uh, with computer programs like MySpace, Facebook. You were my like, whole life. Your whole life, like me, I I was born in '87, so I grew. I, it was a subtle entry into like AOL chat rooms, which I never really got into, you know, and then other stuff like you know platform like uh, like you know what I forget what they call them, but just like web post messaging pages and just different things like that were there and then you had like MySpace and then Facebook and then it just turned into a big monster right YouTube all these things I I at least got to see the, the subtle growth of it and I and there was a there's a particular time in my life where that stuff wasn't even important it didn't exist like for you like that like the joke is is that every person from like now from from like let's say like 18 to 30 are gonna have horrible stuff on the internet we just have to learn to let it go we just have to learn to let it like let them let people yeah, be people that's a, that's a key thing we're i think cancel culture is too quick you're not allowed to make mistakes now yeah. like if you could go back on twitter when somebody was 12 years old yeah he don't feel the same way as a, a 30 40 year old grown man now well the thing is is that growth is one of those things that like is very odd right when it comes to seeing it on on the internet, right? Because you get to see growth in real time. But I'm definitely, I'm not the person I was at, at 25, and I'm definitely not the person um, I was at Imagine 18. the thing that you would have said. Well, not that, even that. That I just might, that might have been just completely yeah. off the wall thinking, not yeah. saying it'd be some horrible but, thing. But, but that's what I'm saying. But not even the stuff you said, but just living your everyday life is cancelable in, in, in a lot of ways. Like, li- like, like literally, my dad living a life in like the earth like in nineties and eighties culture is completely you know, it's 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 not healthy. It's it's there's a lot of like things wrong with it. But the thing is is that you can you can drag somebody or you can walk them along and you can tell them it's gonna be hard and we're gonna have to learn to grow with this. But if you start dragging people, you you're gonna get pushback. You're gonna get them digging in. You're gonna get them fighting back. Like the one thing that I can say say about my father is that he's pretty open minded. You know, he he's pretty he's pretty understanding. He, I mean, he he doesn't get it all the time, but he's not someone to be like. He's he. The good thing about him is there's not there's not hate in his heart to like yeah, to it, like yeah to like harshen him to the reality that things are gonna the, change. The, the way the world is going, yeah. it'd be horrible to be a racist. <laughs> like by the year twenty fifty, I'm sorry, more people will look like me. Then Mikey, yeah. like well, yeah. it will be the popular thing. Like nobody will really be, oh, I'm well, just white, actually, I'm just Mexican or it, anything like that. It'll be this like 
neutral, half cream. It'll look like my kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it's gonna be. This cream. You don't know what they are. Yeah, they, yeah. they are they white? Are they black? Yeah. Uh, Mexican? I don't know. It depends how you did their hair today. You don't know what they are. <laughs> it depends how you did their hair. It's true though. I mean, like, I, I, I was, uh, I like watching those. Am I the asshole? You like listening? To oh those? yeah, I like those. And there was this one that was like, uh, I'm pregnant with a child that I wasn't expecting. And so I had the choice to give it. I had, I had, I, I'm giving it up to adoption to my sister. My sister uh, has two kids of her own, and she also, I guess, she fosters children, or she like, she has two adopted children. And so she's like, it only makes sense for my my sister, who's already established with a family, yeah. to take my daughter. Well, I guess her husband is white passing, right? So he's not as dark as. You know, he's white passing. We all know what that is, right? Yeah. And so what ends up happening is this friend of hers who's incapable of having children tells her she would like to adopt the baby and that it's so hard to find white babies out there that it just it just seems like it's perfect for her because this baby, is, it, you know, it's white, you know, it's a white baby. Not knowing that, man, she just insulted that woman because her husband, the person she's been around mm. this whole time with, isn't white. You know, and now she just put her foot in her mouth, and she's like, "Well, I don't want—I don't want her to be around this woman because she's seen it. That just sounds racist. That sounds—that sounds really, really, really ugly. Like, oh, I only want this kid because it's white. Pat. Well, she didn't know it was white passing, but it's white, and I don't want to go through the adoption agency and get a non-white baby. But it's just like all children deserve love. Why does it have? To, why does this particular ch- child have to be white? You know, all children deserve a safe place to call home." Mm-hmm. And yet now she's putting she's putting restrictions on it, yeah. you know. You put the restrictions on. You never know what you might be passing up yeah. on. You may raise the person who cures cancer yeah. or does great things yeah. just because you didn't like what color it was. It just seems strange. Uh, so we were gonna we're, we're, we we kind of got off topic, but we were talking about Kevin Samuels. He's passed away now. It seems like the woman he was with was. Uh, was someone he probably would have been chastising. On a on an Instagram live. Oh yeah. Um, and Andrew Tate, he's a oh, man. He's a joke, but he's a joke that got serious real quick. And it doesn't help that when you hide the when you when you put restrict when you when you make things a taboo, when you make things that seem more like alluring than it actually is, you're attracting people. You're not detracting them, right? But people voted for Donald Trump because he was the person who was going to change things in the in the in the political sphere. Mm-hmm. Andrew Tate tells people he's going to change things in the relationship sphere. He's going to make he wants women to be women again. He wants men to be men. But the thing is, is that there's that 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 is the same the, aspect of the good old days. The the dude who talk about Andrew Tate, if you did the things that Andrew Tate tells you to do. If you had a daughter, would you want her to date someone like that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. No, 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 I'm saying, like, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, I feel you, like, oh, no, like, you wouldn't want that. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. And the thing is, is that if you do want that, then there's a bigger issue at hand because, you know, like, you're, like, you give off the energy you get, right? And I hear, hear, like, there's this, like, new saying out there that's really got me messed up, right? And it's, and it's just like one of those things, the more you think about it, it just seems really weird. But it was like, men are sexually attracted to women, 
but they're uh, emotionally attracted to men, right? And they were talking about a lot of these like newer generation, like they're hating women and they just want to spend time with the boys, and they don't want to. They don't. They they're not sexually attracted to men, so they're not. They're not. They're the on the Heesian scale, they're not fully homosexual. Uh, but I feel like that that type of thinking is like you might get along better with your friends at that younger age because your friends will co-sign you to do some dumb yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. Like, if a good girl, a good girl will tell you, like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't sell drugs. Don't don't jump off that bridge. <laughs> but your friends like, oh, yeah, dog, go ahead, go do it. Yeah. You you like how that feels. you yeah. rather just be wrong with them than, oh, have her be right with her. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, there was this, there's this, like, TikTok on there that was, like, why do men revert to, like, regress re, re, re to acting like boys and children with their, when, when they're with their guy friends. And I don't think that it's revert. I don't think it's regression. I just think it's just, it's this, it's, it's a, it's a place where we can be Man, vulnerable. It's a, it's a, it's a primal thing. Yeah. It's, it's, a like, thing ju- it, it's just a primal thing where like, oh, you can only get this feeling yeah. with these like-minded people like you. Like when you used to go to war, you used to go out with spears and go yeah. hunt, you know, you can't recreate that with, with women, no matter how close you are to them. Yeah, well, and the thing is, is that oh, there's different kinds of battles, right? Yeah. Like, you can go into, like, you can you can build a house, build generational wealth. That's a battle in itself. Go, you can go to work. You can yeah. go play basketball. Yeah. But, but, being no, with but I'm board. saying, like, you can, you can go into battle with a woman, but it's a different kind of battle, right? Like, yeah. building generational wealth, that's a battle in itself. Yeah. Raising three kids, that's a battle in itself. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, you know, there's a, there's also a different aspect to it, right? Where it's just like you don't like you're not having to like there's, there's culture a, check yourself. To me, right? there's just a there's just a little flame in men that oh we can do this because our flames are so yeah. similar to each yeah. other. You know, oh this this podcast is very possible because we have similar yeah. flames to each other. Where yeah. It's like oh we can do this together. Yeah, uh, so like so we were t- so we were gonna jump. From Kevin Samuels and Andrew Tate, there's another one out there that I don't really care. I don't care. I, I made this. I showed it to you. I made Insultron. So it was like Kevin Samuels, Andrew Tate, and I think I can't think of the other guy's name. Um, but anyways, like let's. let's so I wanted to jump to this guy. I'm not a big sports fanatic, so I don't know anything. But like, let's jump from one horrible man to another person who doesn't seem to be any better, oh, and no. now he's got 11 games suspension and. How many? How much money? Uh, is it a million? Five million. Five million dollars. Oh no, no, there's more to that. I mean, there's okay, a reason. So, yeah, well, so that's why you're here, because I'm like, I'm not in the. I'm. I like pop culture, but I'm not in sports pop culture, so I don't know about like the. So he essentially got called out for sexual harassment. Sexual with, harassment, right? Twenty-five As, women. It's here's some backstory. So the Sean Watson, he went to his, the owner of the team and said, you know what, y'all been mistreating me. I want to get traded. Like, I don't want to play here no mm-hmm. more. Very rich man. Very powerful man. A couple weeks later, comes out 25 women. So you think that there was... So you think that there's oh, oh, a little... Oh, 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 I think it's a little funny bit. I'm not going to say, you know, these women are lying or nothing like that. I don't know the full story. Just how it kind of unfolded was so kind of funny to that, me. So you like... So essentially that it could be... Uh, there's a... When, when some... When... Okay, so like, when a business copies another business model, 
and they go in, it's called like corporate espionage, right? It's like they're basically spying on the other business to get as close to possible, but without stepping on a lot of legal toes to get to where they're going. This is essentially the same thing. Who was this guy's name again? Uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson became a business, right? He became an industry. He's stepping away, and, and like with any industry, you step away from the industry you're good at, you step away from the NFL, and now you've got corporate entities trying to take you down. So when he left, these 25 women came out of nowhere, basically, and they all filed a, their lawsuits under this very famous lawyer in Houston. Okay. The the lawyer lives right next door to the owner. To the owner of the football team. Then basically he was like, oh, man, I want to leave. Oh, okay. Hey, y'all hit on my homeboy. So yeah. my theory is the this these women, these encounters he's had, They've been going on for a while. Twenty five yeah. women just don't pop up out of nowhere, and I feel like the owner has somewhat hushed it. Yeah. Till he said, "Oh, I want to leave." Okay, now I'm gonna bring it back well, out it on could, you. It could just be like keeping them, keeping them, keeping them at arm's length, so at any given time, well, when things are gonna get, when thing, when he can step away, he could just keep this thing on the back burner, like. Because, like you said, you're not like, saying... Almost like some saying, blackmail. Well, you're almost. not saying these women are lying. You're just saying that they were hushed. Yeah, and I think that's is, what it was. Yeah, and it's just like, well, at the end of the day, I'm the person that's hushing them. I'm the person that's... that. I'm the person that's giving these people... Uh, I'm writing them checks, and the checks stop today, and I'm going to tell them to come forward. Hey, go, go holler at my homeboy yeah. next door. He gets you right. And the thing is, is just <laughs> like, now I've given you consistent, consistent things to keep quiet, but now we're looking. But now you can look for a bigger payday. Yeah, cause now, oh, you want to leave me? Okay, yeah. well you gonna have hell looking for somebody to take you when they find out about all this dirt. Yeah. So I mean, that's one of those things, right? It's just like you you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Money muddy money money muddies things up, right? It muddies the water, and then you have people who are consistently making sure that these, like, it's okay for you to make money, but you have to make money through me, right? I mean, that's that's any industry, though, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just like like when when Suge Knight was holding people out of windows or threatening people with, with, with you know, just the sheer, you know, ability to look scary, you know, it's the same thing, right? Well, His was a little bit more well. like, the thing about Deshaun, Deshaun is a very special, very rare case in the NFL. Like, in the NFL, to be successful, you have to have the quarterback right. Mm-hmm. If you can have anything else, if you have this, this is like, you know, the so golden ticket. Yeah. Well, he's a very young, very good golden ticket. They, When you get one of these, it's something you don't never let go. It's well, like yeah, a, I mean, what was the, who's the guy from, uh, from what's it called, uh... Louisiana, that everybody loves the the, the Saints. Oh, uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. See, Drew Brees. He was one of them golden tickets, but he had like a little tear in it because yeah. he was coming off an injury. Yeah. Deshaun, no injuries. Yeah. He's everything you could want. It was him. Yeah. And he knows the owner knew. Oh, like if you want out, anybody will pay anything to get you. So I'm gonna just make it a little bit harder for you on your way out. Yeah. So do you think he could win the case? Do you think that like there's enough? Oh, he settled with like 23 of them. Oh wow! He so settled you know, out of court, and then the so NFL. So do you think settling out of court though is a, is a good thing? I 
I mean, honestly, do you, do you, I'm not trying to say that he's guilty. What I'm trying to say yeah. is that, like, at the end of the day, when you settle out of court, you leave, you, you leave ambiguous, ah, it, it leaves it to be ambiguous. So you have yeah. ambiguous, yeah, I can't say that word. You leave it ambiguous, essentially, no one knows per se if you're, if you're innocent or guilty, right? That was always one thing, like, if these women just popped out, if I was a, if I was a woman, and I was sexually harassed by a man or assaulted or whatever, I would want to see him so this all is the, the way this through. So this is the issue that I have with that, right? And this is the thing that I try and tell people, right? Is that you're coming at this with the strength of a man. Yeah. Right? I don't know what it's like to be a woman, but you're coming with this as a, as a strength of a man. So to you, it's like, man, I don't understand how these women can allow this to, to, to fester and how they can move forward. But at the end of the day... This man, that it's it's, it, you can you're not ever gonna forgive, you're not ever gonna forget, but you're just gonna move on because at the end of the day, there's worse that they they can do so much worse to you, right? You were you were injured physically, you were injured emotionally, but you as a person are are alive, and now you're like, well, now I've gotta carry this stuff, I've gotta carry this heavy burden with me my entire life. And I probably won't ever tell anybody, but at least I'm alive. And that's the, you know, and so we can come at it with with, with all the intentions of the world as being like looking at it through through as a man. It's easy to say I wouldn't let this shit happen to me because you're a man. Oh no, you know? not per se though. Happened to me. Me, I just well, would have no, no, wanted no, to I, see like I want to see him go to jail or something I get like that. that. Though, but, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. You want to see it all the way through. But there's just some. Dude, that's I'm saying. That's looking at it through the strength. Of someone who, like, what I'm trying to say is that's the strength of someone that it, that it hasn't happened to, right? Yeah. And it, and you'll never and we'll never be in the we'll ne- I'll never be in a vulnerable state. I'll never be in that kind of vulnerable sensibility. Yeah. Walking down the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll never know what it's like to 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 have to ask somebody to walk me to my car. I'll never have to do that. But I've been asked to do that. I've been like, hey, can you walk me to my vehicle? Oh, yeah. It's dark out. Or, hey, can you uh, can you hold my purse for me? Or, can you hold my wallet for me? Because, you know, it's the X, Y, and Z, you know? So it's just like it's easy for people to be like, oh, man, I want to see this guy go to jail. I want to see this go through. When some women are just like, I don't even want to be around this. I, I, I want that part of me to, see, to, to disappear, you know? See, that was one thing with it. Like, if you did feel that way, why well, bring it back up? Well, I mean, also you gotta understand that it's easy to get. It's it's hard to get the ball rolling. It's easier to say like like think about it like this. There's this there's this uh, there was this there was this case. I think it was in Chicago. It was like way back. Like I say way back. It was like in the 70s or maybe even like the 60s where this woman got murdered in broad daylight. Like she literally got stabbed in broad daylight, and there was like 20 people that saw it, and no one stopped to help. Right? And nobody could even recognize the person who did it, right? And and then there's this so that that person like that that was a cold case that I don't think ever really got solved. But then you have someone who's on the subway who's getting verbally harassed, right, or verbally assaulted, and one person steps in. That one person, that one special person steps in, and now the other person steps in, and now another person steps in, and then another person. So now you have five people stepping in because one person did it. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that being is because we're creatures who are 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 
still, like you said, it's that fire in our heart. It's very, it's very primal. So it's easy for us to feel validated and able to work together. If I see you, if I see you helping a man, if I see a man drowning or a woman drowning, and I see you jump in the lake to go save her, I'm more inclined to jump in and be like, oh, that's, you know, Chantel's trying to help that person. Now I need to help Chantel help that person. And then they're like, oh man, Elias is out there. I need to help Elias help Chantel help to get that person. It's the same thing. Yeah. A woman sees a lifeline of this guy literally getting hit, like getting getting the just justice that, that was so far away and so unattainable by one person. Now it's easy because now she's that second person. And then there's that third person, that fifth person. So to say that, oh man, I just don't, it's hard to be that first person. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's hard to speak up because... And it's also hard to speak up because women have this really strange thing that men don't have where they want to, they, they, I saw it, I don't know how to explain it, but they, they think being polite and nice is going to somehow change the situation, you know? So you'll, you'll find that women if a man's flirting with a woman and they feel uncomfortable, a woman can't walk away. She'll she'll uh, she'll essentially um, she'll essentially let him make her uncomfortable for as long as possible, just for the hope that he'll go away. So she'll yeah. laugh at his jokes. She may give him a fake number. She may even allow him to buy her a drink. And then the, you'll have this one guy be like, "Well, I just don't understand why you couldn't just tell him to leave you alone." Because there's always this undertone of violence, yeah. right? Yeah, to me, the whole... I just hate the word settlement. Yeah. Because whenever I hear settlement, it's like, why settle? Like, it feels like you're almost putting a price on pain. Like, well, I don't went through all this. Oh, I got some money out of it, so I guess it's not too bad. Yeah. But also, on top of that, there's there's people who are going to mainly focus on the money aspect of settling, right? But you also got to think about it as if I sue a chemical industry, if I get a class action lawsuit to sue a chemical industry that's poisoning the water or has made my entire family sick, that chemical industry isn't going to go away tomorrow. It isn't going to go away in a year. And I should, you know, and they're gonna they're gonna sign me out a check. I still got sick. I still got cancer. I had a, you know, I had a family member that died from it. It doesn't change the fact. So like this guy's an industry. Oh, it's yeah. not gonna change anything. Well, so you got so you well, can take the settlement and you can understand that he's an industry, or see, you can just like see to me they had they had the advantage of like you had top notch lawyer. You got the cases, pennies, you know. He he did though, and he he also. Oh yeah, does. he got he got the same ammo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, and you're going off of the promise of somebody whose only intention is to is to hurt that person. So now you're kind of you're you're in a rock and a hard place, right? Because the only reason you're getting your you're getting your justice is because a particular man wasn't satisfied with the with he was having uh, seller's remorse instead of buyer's remorse, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so to me, it's just like, and there's still that tinge of violence. Like you don't know yeah. what this man well, can do. This know? might even make you more angry. Yeah. Yo, this this will def- yeah. this would have put. So he goes through that. He settles them. <laughs> yeah. Goes out. Hey, Cleveland Browns. Hey, Deshaun. 
We know we know you got these allegations. We don't care nothing about that. Because you that golden ticket we need. And football is a big thing, you know, yeah, guaranteed yeah. money. So no matter what, you get this money. We got five years, $230 million with your name on it, my boy. And you know what we're going to do to sweeten the deal? We're just going to backload it. So we know they probably going to suspend you and take some money yeah. from you the first year. So we'll only pay you $10 million. Yeah. But second, third, fourth year, $40 million, $50 million, $55 million. That's all you. Yeah. And what, what's 11 games? See? 11 games, $5 million, that's it? Yeah. Did you, I, he still st- feels like he has no, there was no real consequences. Um, no consequences to what that's he what did. That's what I'm trying to say. Like In the big picture of. That's uh, what I'm trying to say is like, he's an industry. Oh, so yeah. So you can't, you can't fault these women for being like, oh, shit, I guess I'm going to have to settle. Oh, well, all they were doing, all they were just in it for the money. They're not, like, that's what I'm saying. He's an industry. I'm not going to be able to take down a, a chemical industry that poisoned my family, but I could do like, th- you know, death by a thousand cuts, or I can at yeah. least, you know, hurt them yeah. somehow. They even had, they had an outside judge, you know, yeah. she was a female, she overlooked the case, and she was like, I'm going to give them six games. Yeah. And it was kind of like, six games, that's it? Yeah. And she was, basically she said like, I can only give them six because that's how You've been handling these cases for years, yeah. making it point the finger back at them. <coughs> well, like, yeah. we can't really make too much of it because you have been making too yeah. much of it, and that kind of put the NFL in a bad light. Like, oh man, we have well, been I mean, dropping yeah, the ball. Well, who was that guy who just like beat the ever living dog shit out of that woman and hit him with hit her with the TV? Oh, Kareem Hunt a couple years ago, kicked girl in the head. Yeah. Oh, that one who right. beat the shit out of that woman in the elevator. Oh, oh yeah, it's a lot of them. Ray Rice. Yeah. Ray Rice was the only one that it was saw, and it was kind of like, oh, man, man, we got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. Cream Hunt kicked the girl in the head. Greg Hardy, he beat his wife up, threw her on a bed of assault rifles. But you know what? The boy got 13 and a half sacks, so I need that. He can still play. Yeah. Got him a whole bunch of new money, and it just. You'll, you, you'll be surprised, like. Football might be dark, but you know where the real dark stuff is, man? Is in the WWE. Yeah, all, there's hey, some dark stuff. In hey, the they WWE. they say talent yeah. and tolerance go hand in hand. Yeah, we'll tolerate you for as long as your talent lasts. So the funny thing is, is like speaking of talent, we were, we were gonna kind of like walk into the Brittany Grime, uh, Griner, Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner. So me and you kind of lived in. We kind of like we had the same kind of thing. Where we agreed, but we didn't agree, right? Like we agreed that when you step into someone, when you step into a different culture, and you know, and you know better, and that's the problem. It's like you know better. Like just don't give them a reason. Like don't ever give someone a reason. And I think it was like five cartridges. She right? should especially know. Yeah, it's five. Cartridges. You're a black woman in America, so yeah. you already know you don't get the same rules and privileges as everybody and then else. What pissed me <laughs> off is like all these good old boys were. She kneeled for the anthem, so fuck. And it's just like, no. no, no the, the great thing about it is that she can kneel here for the anthem. Yeah. You know? She can do any anything that pisses you off about Brittany Griner, she was more than welcome to do in the United States. Mm-hmm. She relinquished those rights when she set ground on foreign soil, soil that's not welcoming to those things. And although she, you may have assumed that she... The thing is, is that people think because you criticize the United States that you don't love it. No. 
And the funny thing is, is that the more you're critical of something, the more you can love it. I want it to be better. Man. Me criticizing something means yeah. that I want you to be better. My my thing is, not everybody lives in the same United States. Well, that's I mean that's the that's the sad state of affairs. Yeah, yeah. But, but even it, even as sports players, right? We yeah. just admitted this, you know, yeah. talent. Hey, in the hey, in the sports world, hey, everybody, the world ain't fair. Yeah, that's the cold truth about it. It ain't fair. Yeah, and and the the I think that people assume that it's divided through color when it's really divided through wealth. Right, wealth, wealth inequality. Yeah, I think it's a lot of little capital, yeah. wealth, yeah. color, you know, yeah. ability, yeah. and all that. Cause like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, in every sense of the ability, I don't act traditionally Hispanic. I don't really care for his Mexican music. The only thing really Hispanic about me is my love of the food. I like the culture. Don't get me wrong. Like I love Mexican music. I love, you know, the food. I love the culture. But I don't express it. I don't express my love of the culture. My culture is uh, is assimilated through a lot of just your average, just normal American sensibility. You know, like I'm gonna like if it, it's kind of funny. If everybody loves Raymond's on, or George Lopez is on, I'm gonna watch everybody loves Raymond. I don't particularly know why. It's just the way that mm-hmm. you know. If uh, if you know if Michael Salgado is singing, or you know it's a song from like. I don't know. Uh, uh, not. I'm trying to think of someone who's like a male singer, like that's just kind of like a male singer. Um, Usher. I'm gonna listen to Usher, and I know that that like it's just the way you know. Everybody, yeah. I'm, like, like I'm trying to think of like a white singer. I don't. I can't think of like a particularly white singer, like Michael Bolton. Not really, because he, he's like 80s. But like if there's like an 80s song coming on that was like Africa or like a Toto from Africa or like you know. Recepta Fernandez is singing, I'm gonna listen to Toto from Africa. It's just like that's that's where my comfort level stays. But like my, my, my family, my parents, my like they'll listen to like they, they're culturally they're culturally like ambiguous because they're Texans, they're not Mexicans. They've been here for eight yeah. generations. There's a di- difference. Yeah. You, and, your age, yeah, your upbringing, everything, you see the world completely different. Yeah. Like so to me, I think my my culture is more Caucasian leaning. I, I like Family Guy. I like Rick and Morty. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that other like Black and Hispanic people and Asian people can't like these things. I'm just saying these are traditionally, yeah, Caucasian what? What? inspired. Man, things, you know, I love I love some good Twenty One Savage, some Fifty Cent. Yeah. I get down on some Miley Cyrus. I get right? down yeah, on some Kesha. That's, exactly, that's the, what I'm trying to say. The, right? the, a, the music is. You culturally or whatever you're around. We'll we'll get back to Brittany Grimer, but what upsets me in my 30s now and, like, getting into my mid-30s is this, like, weird thing about cultural appropriation through through food because I love to cook. Uh, Yeah, I've seen that. So it kind of upsets me whenever it's not cultural appreciation instead of cultural appropriation because there was this, like, really interesting story. It's, like, four years old, five years old. Uh, These, like, two white women go down to Mexico and learn how to make tortillas properly, learn how to make mole properly, learn how to make rice properly. They cut, they take it back to like Seattle and they make these bomb ass, like dank ass tacos. And then they're like, fuck you, you're not Mexican. This is cultural appropriate. It's cultural appreciation. Yeah. If, she can, if she can make some dank ass food consistently, these two women can make consistently dank ass food every single time. But, and I'm going to want to go back. That's what America needs. Yeah. More people where it's not downgraded, pre- but go in and embrace it there and learn this, about it. Yeah, and there was this really interesting guy, right, who was talking about the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. 
It's like my my grandfather can make some of the most amazing Asian inspired or Korean Korean noodles you'll ever get. Right? He'll make the best, and he, and there may be there may be one day when it's not perfect, but it's perfect. You know, because like grandpa grandpa wasn't feeling too good, so it's not perfect, but it's perfect. He goes, but then you have a white woman who's a white person or a person who's not Korean, consistently making it substandard each time and downgrading it each time, that's cultural appropriation. When you can go in and you can at least try each time to make it perfect, make it amazing, make it taste good, that's cultural appreciation. There's a difference, see, right? I see appropriation as, oh man, Simula I like what you're doing. Assimilation, I'm taking right? that yeah. and making it mine but not giving you no credit. Yeah. Like, uh, whenever you make write an essay in school, it's like you gotta cite your sources. If you not cite your sources, you stole that. Well, the thing is, is like, okay. So there's there there you know. So we have this this lady, this young lady, who did something irresponsible, right? And now she's leaning on the same government that she was very critical of. And now we have people who are saying, well, now you were critical of our government, so you don't deserve the same. Um, you don't deserve that same level of of like that same level of work as someone who appreciates the United States. But that's the great thing about the United States is that everyone deserves it because at the end Amen. of the day, her feet were are firmly planted in the United States. She is part of the culture, Amen. and although you although there may be a lot of arguments of why the WNBA doesn't make as much money as the NBA and a lot of that has to do with you know not having ticket sales being revenue not even it, close yeah <laughs> all revenue not 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 hitting standards that that you know and the NBA can hit being subsidized by the NBA doesn't help you know also knowing that that it's that it's the WNBA so you're putting you're you know you're putting aspects on it that leave it to own like you're you're leaving us like it, it's funny it's the it's the thing between there's no difference between a pink Gillette and a blue Gillette right there's no uh, difference I don't agree with that well I'm just saying that you've like never, like that like I've seen a post where it's like oh if you're in the WNBA no no, no, no not no, just being a regular NBA. No, no, no no this is what I'm saying there's no difference between like a pink Gillette and a blue Gillette right they, they, there's no difference between that right but there are differences between the way that the NBA is played and the way the WNBA is played, right? Yeah. So you can you can try and make you can try and square these pegs and say, oh well, you could just be in the you can just transfer to the NBA. But there's rules differences. There's there's a way that they play. There's you know there's a lot of differences, you know. And if if a if a woman can go in there and really cut it up with the guys and is all that, power too. Yeah, but if there's a if there's a place where you can feel validated and work well with your team then that's great too you you you're you're wanting things to be you want like the thing that the thing that frustrates me as someone who's getting older is forcing validation for things that you aren't particularly good at and it doesn't mean that you're not good at it in a ask like like if I go out and try and make 
a five-star restaurant-style food, and it comes out tasting completely off. I can't ask for the same validation, right? I can't ask. I can't. I can't be petulant and angry, and push people to say no. This he put his heart and soul into this particular dish, and it deserves to be five star. It has to hit every component. It has to be appealing to the eyes. It has to be taste well. It has to be plated correctly. It has to have the right flavors. It has to have the right, you know, spice content. And that's the same thing. Like I'm trying to put this in aspects where I can understand. When women go into go into sports, they're working with that same element. You have to hit all these necessary things that are going to be hard. That's the whole money thing. Like I don't understand. Okay, the WNBA only made eight million dollars. But the beauty industry made billions. Mm-hmm. The only way to bump that up is y'all put y'all's money into this. Like well, the same way you put money in other stuff, you got to get more people into y'all's sport for it too, bro. But you also have to like you also have to understand like the the difference between like that's the same thing with men and women with with men and men though. Like yeah. I don't like sports. Yeah. I, the last time I, I legitimately got into sports was when um, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Larry Bird and Luke Longley and all these guys. That was like what ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. That's what four. That's that's almost twenty seven years ago, twenty six years ago that I was into sports. I liked the Green Bay Packers back in the nineties. I, I watched the Super Bowl. I watched. One game of the NBA Finals, they're not getting my money. No, they're not. But you know but, who they are getting? Yeah, it, it all goes back to business. Michael Jordan, the NBA was damn near dead. Like, yeah, between Magic and Bird, when they got they saved the NBA. When Michael Jordan came on the scene, completely changed the game. Yeah, then it wasn't about the team anymore. Like nobody really it was about the individual. It, it's more about individuals. Well, but it was also the, the great thing that. The one thing that Michael Jordan did revolutionize was was the individual being able to make sales. That that swag he yeah. brought swag to the NBA. Well, they, with the, they always want to ask like who's better, Michael Jordan or um, what is it? Like, give me those two other guys' names. I can't think of it right now. Cause I'm, it's only one other guy. You know, what King James man, LeBron James. So LeBron James, <laughs> Kobe Bryant, right? But, but what I'm trying to say is is that. With without without let's even just say without Larry Bird without yeah, Larry Magic Johnson. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just wait without Larry Bird sinking threes on a McDonald's commercial. These guys would never like there wouldn't be a Shack tell a, a Shack shoe at Walmart. Yeah. There wouldn't be you know there wouldn't be a two uh, K without these guys right. There wouldn't be these guys essentially made it made it capable for them to essentially sell themselves as an industry. That's that's why NBA makes way more money than the NFL. Yeah. Because you don't have a helmet on, so we see your face. Yeah. We see yeah. everything you're wearing. You can sell your shoes. You can sell any that, accessory. And on top of that, man, like, it's fast-paced. It's moving. It's fun. You know? Anybody can play. Anybody can play. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, when it comes to basketball – and, you know you can you can you can get out there you can sweat you can have fun you hear the like even if you're benching 
there's still like you know, shit. I'm 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 a fat I'm a fat dude, man. I benched for like I benched for a couple of games. But you know what's fun about it is I know like I never felt outcasted for being benched. I felt like part of the team because I got to cheer it on. I got to like you got to you know be a part of the team. Like with football, there's there's like a little bit of like like kind of this weird sensibility like when you're when you're benched as a football player there's like this like it doesn't it, you don't feel like i don't particularly i didn't particularly feel like a part of the team even uh, traditionally football like the bench is even farther from the field <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas basketball you're right on the court right on like the court, yeah. even if you're not playing you're, you're right throwing, on the court you're, you're still the, there yeah, you're throwing the towel down you're in with them you're you're in the you're you're on the ground you're watching the plays you're cheering you're just as excited when it comes to football, you're just you're just kind of staring down at the floor. You're staring down at the grass. You're not really paying attention. Maybe you're over here. Maybe y'all two are chatting. Like you'll see that on the sidelines at any football game. You'll see like these two guys chatting. They're not really paying attention to the game. But like you watch basketball and like you know maybe they got their two cents. Maybe they want to say something. Maybe they just want to cheer somebody on. Mm-hmm. I think that it's an important aspect of keeping basket like why basketball is like one of the like one of the sports that brings in so much revenue. And like you said. These same people have to bring that same energy consistently to the NBA, and I don't think we should we should consider we I don't think we should compare the makeup industry to the WNBA because yeah. it's it's all about it's all about niche marketing, right? And I don't yeah. and I'm not saying that WNBA players don't wear makeup, but what I am saying is that if you want that same consistency, if you want these women to then then do it properly, show yeah. these women how to market themselves correctly. Yeah. Show these women how you know how important marketing they're, is. They're just now getting their first signature shoes. Like, yeah, this player that's has this shoe. That's that's thirty years too late. Yeah, you're just now trying to catch up, which you'll never catch up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's thirty years too late. Well, Michael Jordan's shoes have to at least be twenty nine years old. Right? Michael Jordan has ten shoes come out every year. Same shoes, yeah. different colors. Yeah, ain't gonna eat them up Shaq all the has, same. Shaq has shoes at Walmart. Shaq, Kobe, LeBron, yeah, LeBron. They all got you know. You know, the thing is, is like, and I can honestly say I don't think I've particularly seen one WNBA. I think I saw U. I think I saw UPS do something for the WNBA. Yeah, that's it. I don't think I've ever particularly seen like McDonald's or Burger King do anything for the WNBA. And they got some good players. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying they don't. Which is even crazier. I never understood this about the whole idea of the WNBA. Mm-hmm. The average man. Skill level wise, size wise, you're probably more similar to them, yeah, than to these guys. Well, yeah, I mean, what is it like? Most of those guys are like six foot nine. Yeah, that's what makes Steph Curry like so special and yeah, so he's obtainable. Pretty, yeah. He's six two. That's super short by NBA standards, but yeah. you know, you can see an average guy be six two. He's not super strong. He's not. He's not, there's nothing physically imposing about Steph yeah. Curry. I heard somebody say. Steph Curry is not the guy you'll call to help move a couch. I, and I agree, he, you wouldn't call him. But so, anybody can shoot. So, when it comes to this, I don't particularly, I don't think that she deserves to rot in a Russian prison. I also don't think that we have to get, we, I don't think that the particular person that they're wanting to trade for Brittany is, is equal in comparison. The man that they want to trade for him was known as the Merchant of Death. Man, man, put it in the ESPN trade machine. We ain't going for it. We need more. Well, the thing is, is like the man that they're asking for was was a person who they called the Merchant of Death. Nah. He was giving. He was selling weapons on the black market. That's who they're wanting to. That's who we're d- d- discussing trading. Why do you want him back? 
Well, no, no, no. They, they, well, the Russians want him. You know, the, the Russians want him because he's the merchant of death. So they want him. It's it's a, you know, he's he's here on foreign soil in a in a United States yeah. prison, and we got one of oh, our cool. we got one of our people over there in a in a Russian prison. So we're talking about swapping. That's know? what they just asked the U.S. Like, you're giving us a a WNBA player back. We're giving you a a merchant that's gonna get you a bunch of guns. Yeah, don't seem like an even trade. We need more from you. Well, and I think that we're we're also asking for a U.S. Marine on top of Brittany. There we go. We need some more picks yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. We need some more players. We need <laughs> so, this trade balanced out. It just just turned on the ESPN. They got the ESPN the Ocho. Yeah, they got they got the little trade machine. You know, this works. This don't work. We just, need more. ESPN Ocho doing trade commissions for for uh, prisoner swaps on the. That's what they sent Dennis Rodman over for. Yeah, that's too funny, man. Dennis Rodman's a trip. He's been to North Korea. He's been chopping it up with Kim Jong Un and just having the time of his life eating expensive cheeses and hey, Dennis, expensive he, cheese. He's that open minded guy that you can, he can just blend in with any culture anywhere. Well, the thing is, is that it's easy for these men to, to blend in. Like you said, they're an industry. Kim Jong Un is Kim Jong Un is probably about thirty eight or thirty nine. So his he's just, he's in the same thing as I was. Like he remembers the Dream Team. He remembers what was that called? That Looney Tunes movie, uh, Space, Space Jam. Space Jam. You know the, that that's that's his childhood. Yeah. You know that's the, those those men are those, those are big things. Those, yeah, those men are gods to him. You know, those men are they, they built his childhood. Even if he didn't quite have the same upbringing as the average. American, he knew about it. He knew about it because of his st- his 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 uh, his political you know standing in, in Korea. He was able to get the things that most Koreans probably don't even know or care about. He was able to indulge in. So it's a lot of like U.S. media, U.S. Uh, culture that he he basically tells everybody else not to indulge in. He was indulging in freely. So of course he likes you know Scotty. I mean he likes uh, Dennis Rodman. He likes the ninety six or the ninety six Bulls. He likes. You know, expensive food. He likes, you know, he, he, he this is this is essentially who he is. You know, and I think the last thing we were gonna kind of like touch on was um, was what was it? it we were gonna talk about, um, yeah, just your podcast in general, man. Like, I think we can kind of we can tie that tie that in with this. So you're doing a podcast. Is it similar to what we did today? Yeah, whole lot of just you know just sport takes and things I think about it. Just any pretty major news and just anything I really want to talk about, I just yeah. do it just because. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the way I feel. This is, man. What do you think about the studio? I, I love it, man. It looks good in here. Yeah, like, man. We love to have people in the studio, man. We're just so excited for it, and yeah, man. I mean, it feels like one of those things where we're we're only looking up, man. And we want people to feel like they're welcome. They can come in anytime they want. So we want. I want you back, man. I want you here consistently because I think oh, this yeah. is a great conversation. I think that we're gonna get a lot of. I think we're gonna get in a lot of trouble for talking about men being men and women being women, and and you definitely gonna get some flack for liking Kevin Samuels. But you know what, hey, man? you can learn any you can learn anything from a fool. So if you <laughs> Andrew, like t- hey, a fool gonna teach you something good or bad. You can learn something from him. So That's hey, too funny, Kevin Samuels, he says wall to wall stuff. But I did like some. But Andrew, tell you, he has some good stuff to say sometimes. I think that what it is is it's it it's easy to it's easy to to criticize somebody when you don't have their same political leaning. And I think that there's a real issue, like, like a lot of these dividing lines are, are honestly just, uh, they're, they're not real, you know? There's so much more things we have in common than things we don't. So 
you know, I, I like you were talking about things as in like how would I say this? People not watching the WA WNBA, but I know of a, I've, I've only heard, I've heard of a handful of men being like, well, when there's there's no there's no sports on. I'm watching the WNBA. More men watch the WNBA than women. Yeah, that's why he says like I'm watching it. He goes, and I can name these women. I can say how good yeah, they are. I can spit out their Su- stats. Sue Bird, Donna Taurasi, Candace Parker, they're good. Yeah. Just they gotta learn, like I said, they gotta get more of their niche demographic. Well, into the thing it. is, is that you also have to like. So the one thing I can say about women's soccer is they're good at marketing. Yeah. They may not make as much. I don't know if they make equal or the same amount as the WNBA. I don't know where their standing is on that. I know that they're making equal pay to men in certain certain aspects right. of it, but their ability to market. I probably know. I probably seen the U.S. women's soccer team more than the men. Like, you can actually know who they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. But well, the only thing that keeps me from I don't know any other names, but I know that there's what a Premier League in Austin, but I ain't never been. But I do know that I, I don't know their names because I'm not into sports. So don't don't go off yeah. of me as a as an indicator of how important or dis or how unimportant or important a soccer player is. I just don't particularly get into sports. Oh yeah, I'm not big in soccer either. But yeah. they're well, on just, TV. Just, you yeah, know, but whoa, just whoa. that's what I'm saying. Just sports in general. But yeah. like that that the person with the pinkish color hair. I mean, she's advocating marketing. That's what you it, may not know her name, yeah, but you know that look. Yeah, yeah. She got short, blondish, pink-colored hair. She's advocating for women's uh, equal pay in soccer. You know, she's she's having fun on the on certain morning shows and talking about how important it is to get the to get them together so that they can fight for you know equal pay. You know, and that I mean that that's important too. Like you said, she's married to a WNBA player. Well, see, that, you're both listening and talking to us. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, that's that's one of those things that's just kind of strange, man. Like, you you know, like you said, I know her look. You know the fact that she's, like, with a, with a WNBA player. Yeah. So, in essence, man, then I'm sorry, but you're you're in the perfect position. Your bedfellow is a marketing genius. Lean on her. Say, hey, hey wife, show should me. Should show I me. get a haircut? Should I get, you know, yeah, what I need to yeah, do? Kind of tell me, you know, because one thing. Like if this is if you if we are going to talk about building generational wealth, then what's the best way to build generational wealth than the person sitting next to you, the person you love, like yeah. literally telling you this is how soccer did it. We fought nail and tooth. Let's get together. Let's you know. Let's you know. And I think that that's a that's a real problem of like with anything with any industry, right? Is that you'll have this problem of people not working well together, right? They don't work well together. So, like, maybe she could feel like, well, your industry isn't the same as mine. But it's still sports. I think that they have a lot to teach each other. Like I said, I don't, like I said, I could be completely wrong. Maybe they don't make the same amount of money, but I know that they did fight for equal pay. And I think they got it. I think the soccer team. Yeah, or at least they narrow that gap. gap. They have a good case of, they probably do make, just as much money as the men do. Well, I think that in America, probably. In, in America, yeah, definitely. Yeah, in America, definitely. I would feel like. I think that there's this kind of funny industry. Uh, there's this industry in Austin where Austin has to feel kind of. They have to feel a little bit like. Like. <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds completely ignorant, but I'm an ignorant person. So I'm going to say some ignorant shit. But the reason people go to Austin Premier League is because they can feel superior. They pay people to go to those games. That's what I'm saying. Ain't nobody going to that. Yeah. And so it's just like, would I rather go to, would I rather go to 
What's the that hockey team? The bats. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the they got the. Uh, what are they? They got it just right there in Austin. Are what? they the stars? Yeah, the stars. Would the I stars. rather go to a stars game, or would I rather go to Premier Soccer? Should I go to a stars game? I've been to two. <laughs> would I rather go to Round Rock <laughs> Express game? Or would I rather go to Premier League? I'd rather go to Round Rock. I've been to like five or six Round Rock Express games. They're yeah. fun. Yeah. You know? Got the fireworks. Yeah, got yeah. You know, you go out and have a good time. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not that I don't particularly like soccer. I just don't know soccer. I know mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah. You know? I like it. I, and it goes by so fast. It's so sad, man. You sit down in those seats. You're watching baseball on TV. It's a lifetime. It's mm-hmm. a commitment. You got to sit down. You got you to gotta enjoy it. You got to really like baseball. But you sit down at a baseball game. I've been to a major league game. Too. I went to a Red Sox game. Uh, yeah, Red Sox. I think it was. No, Atlanta Braves. I went to a Braves game. I went to an Atlanta Braves game. I felt like I was there for 30 minutes. Now, I will say, soccer, I would probably also rather go to, you know, a Taylor Duck soccer game <laughs> than the Austin FC one. Why is that, though? Just because I think it's more entertaining. Like, yeah. It's something about the amateur game where it's like, you know, more yeah, things more, happen. Yeah, and it almost feels like if I'm paying you, if I'm paying you even a hundred thousand dollars, or you know, you know, let's say you know, sixty-five thousand dollars, you don't really want to hurt yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're an industry. You even, ain't gonna dive. You ain't gonna do all the extra you, stuff. You got a you got a, a nine to five or working at Best Buy <laughs> or Walmart, and yeah. they're diving for that. They're they're kicking people in the shins. Yeah, you know, they're going for it. You know, it's the same thing with like, you know, having just fun playing regular football games just with one of your friends. Yeah. You know, it's just like there's something a little extra like, about it. Like right now, I would never play a tackle football game. I play flag or yeah. t- cuz I got I'm, I'm my own personal yeah. industry in my own yeah, home. Exactly. I got I got to go to work. Exactly. You're an industry in your own home. I love that. It's the truth though, right? You're an industry in your own home. I ain't about You know what well, you know what needs to happen more is that we need to get more. We need to get what was it? Kickball together. And we need to get dodgeball, man. I would love to get some dodgeball together. Man, that, that, that get so people bad. hurt right yeah, there. Yeah, dodgeball or volleyball, man. I remember back like in the two thousand, like two thousand, two thousands when you were like eleven. <laughs> Shit, I don't two thousand. I was well, barely just, born. Like, you know, two thousand, two thousand. Whenever when you were like, oh uh, yeah, when you were a kiddo. Yeah, I heard about was, Sonic and that's all what I'm saying. Sonic, volleyball. Like, Sonic volleyball was the was like you get a you you get a Sonic drink, you play volleyball. You were. You were just a kiddo, See, man. I, and now me growing up in that age frame, what play Sonic at volleyball? Well, they got cat shit over there. And stuff. They don't <laughs> yeah, try to play volleyball. Well, we took care of it. Like, we took care of it. They cleaned it out. Like they made sure there wasn't cat. You know, there wasn't no heroin needles. Ain't nobody doing all that now. Yeah, man, it's so sad, man. Like there, there's things that like television and like I'm gonna I'm put on my crotchy old man, my, my, my pick my pants up to my stomach, and put on my crotchy old man voice and be like back in my day we did stuff outside i think like there was just there's just like i think it'll come i think it'll come because there's more people like it's funny there's i think the younger people are stepping away from that internet culture because it's boring to them you know what i mean it's it's what your parents do if you've been on youtube since you was six months old there's only so many youtube videos you can watch but the thing is is the the culture's old yeah the culture's your dad's culture yeah, Facebook is your dad's culture. It's my culture. YouTube, it, it, MySpace, boards, stuff like that. 
the culture is like that's your parents' culture, man. You don't want to do anything with that. That's why you find like a lot of people like in older media. They like vinyl. They like you know they dress like it's in the seventies. All these these kids they they'll be like they'll be reading books instead of being on their phone. Like it's because that culture's old, and you're gonna find out that the that that Netflix is dying because they're they're appealing to a niche a smaller and smaller niche, and the culture's dying and that culture's dying because. Kids don't want tattoos anymore. We have tattoos. Yeah. We're old. Well, some people, yeah, like, you again, know, go back want, to your upbringing. Yeah, they don't, they don't want, sep- they don't want piercings. They don't want alt lifestyle. Right? The average American, you know, they don't have kids till they 35, 40. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, like, there's no really no need for me to have kids yeah. till then. Because, oh, then, at that point, I'm ready. Yeah. They don't want the struggle of. There's never Not, a good time, though. Yeah, never. There's, you'll never, never be 100 percent ready, but time. in their mind. Yeah, they're, 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 there's always that that thing of like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. But there's never a good time for any of that, man. But you know what a good time is? Is the time I have with you on this podcast, man. man. I appreciate every minute of it, man. I hope to have you back on. You get oh, back de- on? oh yeah, definitely, Thank definitely. You, man. <laughs> All right, well, this was Syl. This is my boy Sean Pell. Introduce yourself. Tell them the man. podcast name. To the podcast. Look for us on YouTube, Spotify. All right, man. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you coming. Oh, yes, sir. All right. Tell them one more time how you feel about the studio. Hey, come check it out. You'll love it. All right, man. I appreciate it, dude. That was so much fun. I can't wait. You're going to share it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got you. Oh, man. I got to pause this.